On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with Danny Rosen from Brand Fuel about experiential marketing and how to take it to the next level. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I'm your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is an industry rock star. You're, you're going to know it by all the titles, right? It's, it's Danny Rosen. He's the co-president of Brand Fuel. He's the co-founder of Band Together. He's on the PPAI board. He's on the AMA board, and he's a promo kitchen chef. But other than that, he's doing nothing. So, Danny, thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, thanks for having me, Kirby. Appreciate you doing the repeat guest thing here. Always appreciate yeah. our conversation. So, so I recently uh, heard a talk you gave at SKU Camp uh, where you kind of talked about brands looking to be more about creating experiences, more about than just promotion, if that makes sense. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that for a second and why does something like that matter? Sure. Uh, so I think companies and commoditized industries such as the promotional products industry where, where everybody has access to pretty much everything in terms of the supply chain, pricing models and all that. Mm -hmm. I think they're starting to realize that they just can't offer this like large catalogs of products, great customer service, um, this empty promise for, for best pricing probably deserves three of these. I mean, I, those, those things are the cost of entry now. Yeah. Um, and in other words, I think you need to have those things just to open your doors. The smartest companies uh, have embraced the fact that unless they differentiate, their fate lies with these online powerhouses that you know they have all the resources to win customers. And so sitting idle and giving in to these online brokers is, is just not a way to run business. Mm. So, you know, what's a company to do? <laughs> Um, which I guess is your question, and, and I think um, I think the best thing to do is to share some examples we're doing at Brand Fuel, and hope that that maybe inspires anyone watching us to think a little bit differently. Um, so we're putting a lot of effort into creating experiences around the delivery of promotional products. Mm -hmm. And so, um, what does this look like? Uh, it starts with our swag lottery machine, which I know you know about. Mm -hmm. You know, where, where random promotional products come out of something that looks like this phone booth and in exchange for like some arms come out of it in exchange for data uh, such as like an email address or um, or permission to follow up with a prospect. So there's this sort of give and take thing. Um, and, and by the way, I have to mention this. I know people are, are torn on the whole SWAG acronym, mm -hmm. you know, stuff we all get, but we came up with something that's on the side of this box uh, that's a new acronym for SWAG, and, and, and it's Surprising, Wondrous, Audacious Giveaways. What do you think about that? Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> a little bit better. Yeah. So um, it starts with the SWAG lottery machine, then we created this thing called uh, the Test of Bravery Wall, which is where people like they put their hands inside this hole, and we have fun at their expense, and the, these trusting hands of our customers. You now we're adding like temporary tattoos and slap bracelets and other um, you know branded merchandise. But of course, they get promo for trusting us with their hand and ultimately their brand, uh, which is really what the meaning. Uh, is behind the, the wall of bravery. Um, it, it appears to be a gimmick, but it's all about trusting the brand. Of course, promo is connected to that. Um, they we're bringing our clients along for um, community service projects. Uh, we were doing things just as a, um, as a staff for a while, 
and now we're inviting our clients to come along and so uh, to do things in the community together and then that obviously builds some great rapport uh, with our customers around experience and we give them branded gear for coming out and participating um, and on that note this year we celebrate our 20th anniversary I'll let you in on a little sort of a, a secret that we're working on in terms of how to celebrate that um, we have this concept where you know those uh, those glass booths where uh, you get inside. There's like money floating around. Yeah. So we're thinking about like putting dollar bills inside there, like blowing around, and putting you know prospects and clients inside, and we're going to call it the give back machine. Mm. And um, and inside these dollar bills are floating around as like as well as like certificates for branded merchandise uh, that you might get when you come out. But we're asking participants who grab this cash in a certain amount of time to use that money to sprinkle some kindness in the world through activities mm. that you could imagine, like you know, paying for a homeless person's meal or someone behind you in Starbucks, a stranger, just sort of doing some good things. Um, and then they share these experiences online through a hashtag, and, and then the community will, um, will upvote the best kindness activities. Of course, we'll get bigger branded recognized gifts for that. Uh, but it's our way of... Um, of giving back to the community that supported us for the past two decades. And I think it's a really good thing to be aligned with those sorts of things in our industry. Um, and all of it, all that stuff, the experiences, you mentioned um, SKU Camp, you know, that, that um, keynote that I gave that we both, where we both attended, such a great conference. I mean, Common SKU, I said this when I started, they provide the only conference I know of where you can wear a bathing suit to, to give a keynote, right? Um, <laughs> But I think the challenge and our clients' challenge is to create these experiences to get people away from these monitors and devices and all these things are like tied into. So and get them to become a part of something exciting, enjoying, enjoyable, um, meaningful, informative, and, and things that are around our brand and, and to spark and sustain some sort of connection with your brand. And doing this will create... Um, stronger memory and brand recall, which is really good. And I think this in-person engagement around this experience you asked about, that's the next frontier for earning attention and perhaps and hopefully winning over customers. Yeah, no. And for, for what it's worth, I, lo I love what you're doing. And I love what I like about some of the things you're doing, Danny, is it makes me think about how I go to market. And from my perspective, that's one of the ultimate compliments I can pay. So I appreciate um, what you're doing. And speaking of experience, one of the things I know about you is you're a super huge, passionate music fan. And it's a part of your company culture. It's a part of your nonprofit, the band Together. Why? Why, why does music matter so much to you? Yeah. Um, a couple things come to mind. Um, the other day, a client was in our North Carolina showroom, and the, the music was cranking and, <laughs> and uh, in the loudspeakers for everybody here. And she commented that she was pretty sure that that the BC boys were not playing in any other corporate environment anywhere, right? So I just, I just high-fived her up. It made me smile. Um, Maybe but, Vanilla Ice, but not the Beastie Boys. Yeah, never. never. <laughs> um, so, you know, I can't read a single note of music, but but I sure can feel it. Um, and, uh, and the other story maybe I have is... Um, my, my daughter and I were battling for uh, control of Alexa the other day. And so we we're like, let's, let's figure this out. Let's, let's figure out a way where you can play your, your music and I can play mine. And then let's sort of turn each other on to new music. And, uh, and so we were alternating songs and, and it was her turn and we were listening to like baby got back and I was trying to dance for her. And she was, <laughs> that was just a big mistake. She was making fun <laughs> of me, but, 
Um, you know, you know how dads do. Yeah. Uh, and then it was my turn, and and she saw as I played the song that I was tearing up to the song that uh, I played for her when she was a little girl. And so, like, I'm like weep. I could like cry right now. So I'm yeah. like, because the song does this to me. I'm like weeping to Van Morrison's "Sweet Thing." And <laughs> use this as the intro to this whole thing. But uh, like, I'm hoping for her to understand the power of like the words and the music and the meaning it had for me. Like, just show a little empathy and respect. <laughs> Maybe just a, a tiny <laughs> dose of understanding, and and what does she do? She she pretty much calls me a freak for crying <laughs> and listening to music. But um, yeah, so, and I know I'm not alone. Like the goosebumps I get when I'm watching live shows and the bands cranking it out, I know I'm not alone with the way how and how music can make you feel. But I see music as an alchemy for connection. Mm. You know, in, in the early years when I was growing and leading this nonprofit band together, uh, we had a sense that music was the common language that would bring community together. And it still serves as the marketing vehicle to help more people. You know, it's what brings people together. And it's to the now to the tune of over a million dollars per organization that Band Together supports every wow. year, which is really cool. So, you know, music becomes the key ingredient of a lot of things. As a matter of fact, um, in my life, and, and one thing that's really important is it's what brought Robert Fivesh, my longtime business partner and friend, together. You know, in high school, here's a funny story. You know, we were telling our friends that we were uh, at the ODU library as a college in town in North Virginia. Uh, you know, we were like, we're studying mom and dad, but we were really, you know, using our, our brother's fake IDs to, to get into the local venue to slam dance at a Ramones concert. <laughs> so, um, so it's baked into brand fuel in many ways. Um, and then one more thing about it, I think how it uh, connects with brand fuel. We, we created something in our company called the Band Fuel Project. So Band Fuel versus Brand Fuel. It's sort of cool when you can take one letter out of your company name and it actually stands for something pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, um, so this project that we did was created uh, initially as a reaction to what happened at that concert in Vegas where you and I both were recently, where I think it was 58 people were, were like senselessly killed at a time that should have been a joyful experience. Right. You know, and, and so some people are afraid to go to live shows now, and that that just pisses me off. Yeah. Um, and so you know, we just we just shouldn't be afraid to go to concerts or churches or schools or anywhere. Um, so our company decided to take a stand in our own little way. And I think if you search Band Fuel Project, um, we haven't released it formally yet, but you'll see the videos and the stories about why music is so important to us. Mm. And in the videos, we're all wearing our favorite promotional product, which is the T-shirt of the band we love most. Yeah. In fact, I, I broke this out today because I'm feeling it. Let's see if I can get, get in here a little bit. Um, here it is, man. This is the shirt I wore in the video, um, the Ramon shirt. You know, I've had this since high school. It still fits me. My wife says it doesn't, but... Um, <laughs> but of course it does. It, but it does. To me, it, it, it's close to my heart. And that's all that matters, but... You know, I think we'd be humbled if, if anything, everyone was watching this and, and they would post their stories about what their favorite band means to them. Yeah. You know, use the hashtag band fuel project and, and hit those social channels. And let's let the, the world know that music is something that is a part of who we are and that no one is ever going to take that away. Man, that's awesome. Uh, I love the concept and I, I love getting you talking about music. Uh, it's It certainly leads wonderfully into my final question, which is, you know, you're a purpose-driven guy, and that came through right there, um, and I love that about you. So 
we hear about purpose-driven business now. Um, but do you think this type of business can and will make a difference, um, you know, not only uh, sort of make a difference in the world, but can it be successful? Yeah. You know, the short answer is hell yes. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, our friend um, Stan Phelps uh, said at one point in time years ago, which I really have been um, reading on this more and, and trying to live this in our industry as well as our company. But after uh, product, promotion, place, and price, you know, purpose, I think, is going to become the fifth P of marketing. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think there's an opportunity to help companies with this corporate social responsibility initiative in our space. So you think about end buyers and what they're looking for and, and, and that, you know, giving back to community doesn't matter. How can we do that in our industry and help them through distributors, through their own teams, through suppliers that want to connect with distributors in a different way, maybe move merchandise um, and hopefully through collaborative efforts, which I think sort of break down, breaks down the wall of our supply chain that's sort of a little bit protective um, but creating more purpose using our medium would certainly enhance the industry through a halo effect. And, um, and we know that giving back, um, it helps attract and retain staff and customers and, you know, ultimately giving back. And it's been shown in many um, studies, it can equate to even more wallet share. Um, so I think that's important. Um, at PPAI Expo, um, you know, I, I brought a group of what I would call go-givers together just to explore if there was a place for cause marketing in our space. Um, our pal, um, Roger Burnett, he's going to lead the charge with something that we're calling um, Promo Cares. And again, soft rollout. Uh, you're hearing it really here first, uh, breaking the news on DMJ, baby. Um, you know, we ask ourselves if, if we can create an entity that is first a place for cause-related best practices um, and, and sharing those and case studies um, and, and how that sort of works at the supplier level, the distributor level, and maybe how salespeople can differentiate by selling purpose versus just foam stress relievers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, then, and then maybe how can we help our clients more deeply connect with their stakeholders and shareholders to their brands. We have such a great medium for that. Mm -hmm. um, a second thing that we're working on is um, we've talked to and gotten agreements uh, from platforms like uh, Distributor Central, Sage, ESP, um, all of them have agreed to work on this project where we're going to identify suppliers with specific products that are connected to giving back through search. And so, for example, um, you know, a buy one, give one pencil kind of idea uh, where a client could choose where the pencil is donated to the school of their choice, uh, which would be really cool. And just imagine... Um, featuring a social good collection of products. Mm -hmm. You know, we could also feature causes. Mm -hmm. So imagine a sales rep looking uh, for a cause that aligns with their client's brand that would be associated with the sale of a promotional product. So I think that could be really cool. Um, you know, the, the big idea is maybe that a percentage goes back um, to causes that are chosen either by distributors, suppliers, or end buyers, depending on what they want, where and maybe 1% of net profits go back to causes that matter to them. And so this type of industry initiative provides recognition and differentiation for being a company and an industry with a heart. And so we want to guide that path. And all of this stuff provides great content for you, for PPA lobbying and DC, um, 
you know, it certainly helps with PR campaigns like the Get in Touch campaign and, and great content providers like uh, that big banner behind you right now, the promo corner folks, which have, uh, Bill has already said, hey, man, we're all in whatever we can do, which I love. There's just so much we can do. And so I would say if you're interested in joining this new um, social good initiative in our awesome industry, it's just getting started. Get in touch with Roger Burnett or myself and, and we'll giddy up. Man, that's awesome. That is awesome, Danny. I appreciate it. You always give me a lot to think about, and I love that. You've uh, answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me one question. Do you have one for me? Yeah, of course. Uh, I had to think about this. We both got a couple daughters. Yours are a little bit older, and I, I look at all the social media, and I think you know, they're young and sort of what do they want to do with their lives. Uh, we, we heard Roy Spence say that it's not asking what they want to do. It's what, are they, what problem do they want to solve, you know, what makes them passionate. And, and so but let's, just, let's just say that promotional products and, and Hasselman marketing was that thing. You know, so if one or both of your beautiful daughters decided to join you in sales, at Hasselman Marketing, what are some of the tips that you give them today in this, like, what I would say is an ever-changing sales landscape? Hmm, man, that's a great question. Um, okay, so I would say the first thing I would I would say is, you know, the next generation, they are native within social media, so you don't have to train them to use social media. But what I would say, it's actually similar advice to the, the generation before them. It's that make sure that you're using all the tools in your toolbox and not just leaning on one. I feel like you know, it, my uh, oldest daughter and I are working uh, on the brewery together a little bit and then my youngest daughter has launched a line and they rely very heavily on social media, which is awesome. I'm a big believer. But you still need to, their email still needs to be a part of it. Face-to-face still needs to be a part of it. Um, and so I would say use all the tools in your toolbox. Number two, you sort of talked about it. It's a, Business is still about relationships. Um, and so uh, make sure that you're working to not only build that relationship online, but take it three-dimensionally, right? And then, you know, uh, the, the final thing I'd say is I, I actually said this to my youngest daughter um, just a couple days ago, is that doing the right thing is always good marketing. Mm. Um, if you continue to do the right thing, it doesn't matter if it shows up in the bottom line in the short term. Business is a long game. Um, and so if you do the right thing, it will always be the right thing. So that's that great advice. Yeah. yeah. Really great advice. I'm going to use that for my daughter. <laughs> okay. Great answer, man. Thanks, buddy. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking the time. We'll have to do it again. And uh, this will wrap up this Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.